0: Welcome to the FCC podcast. Hear all the stories, worship, and teaching from Sunday service. Want to connect with us or learn more about FCC? Visit us at fccetown.com. So many opportunities, so many places that you can can serve and serve into our community through First Christian Church. We hope that you'll take advantage of some of those. Welcome. We're glad you're here and and glad you're here at the beginning of the year as we kind of get things Going at first Christian and and our vision here as a church is to lead people Closer to Jesus and what we talked about last week is that that's not just our vision kind of corporately or organizationally That is your vision for life if you're a follower of Jesus That's what you're about your your life is about leading people closer to Jesus. And if you need to know if you're doing that well or if you're doing that right, all you got to do is look back at last year, look at 2022 and kind of decide whether the things that you said and the people that you were around, the way that you acted and the the things that were part of your life did any of that lead someone closer to Jesus? Because that's the expectation that is on your life if you're a follower of his. And that's not an expectation that comes from me that's not an expectation that comes from your spouse. It's not an expectation that comes from your parents. It's not an expectation that that comes from our elders here at the church. It's an expectation that's been put on your life by Jesus. I mean, Jesus is the one that said, look, you're the light of the world. Don't hide your light. Let your light shine. It's Jesus who said, go and make disciples of all nations and Everyone that you know and everyone that you come in contact with, would you show them and tell them my example to you? But when we hear that that's what we're supposed to be doing, we we get a little overwhelmed. And quite honestly, some of that seems really unreachable. The idea of leading people closer to Jesus or being a light to the world or or making disciples, that sometimes feels like that's too big of a picture, and I don't even know how to get started on that. Well, hang on to that question for for just a second. At our house, uh, during the last few weeks during break, uh, we have been, as a family, puzzling. Okay, we, we've knocked out like four or five puzzles uh, in the last couple of weeks, and um, puzzling at our house is is just a time that we get to spend together, and so. We do that and and we've done it enough that we kind of have a rhythm to it We kind of have a a method to to doing a puzzle and I don't think it's all that unique of a method But we get all the edge pieces uh, separated from all the other pieces And then we start putting the edge pieces together and building the border and building the perimeter of the picture And and then once we've kind of got that part done then we start looking for the, the big same color portions or maybe the, the focal picture that's, that's part of the puzzle and start trying to put that together because that's usually the easier part to kind of fit together. And we start putting those pieces together. And then the, the harder part is then once you've got those bigger chunks put together is how do those other pieces help you connect the big focal points in with the perimeter and the border that you've already got. And all along the way, man, we, we keep the picture the, the box available to us at all times because we are looking at the box a lot we are handing the box around to each other as we're trying to build the border as we're trying to build the the, the main pictures along the way we've even here's a little tip for you if you want to do this if you're in a puzzling mood is we take a picture of the puzzle with our phones and then you can kind of zoom in and make it even bigger to kind of figure out where that exact piece goes because you're tired of looking for where it fits and, and that you that's a tip you can just you can have that one so it just ways that you can do that but that's the pattern the method to put all that stuff together and we look at the box a lot. Now I know that there are some people who don't do that. There's some people who dump out all the pictures or all the pieces and then they just put the box and the picture away because they want the challenge of just trying to put the puzzle together without that. Or they don't even put the border together. First, they're just walking around the table putting pieces out there and if they see two pieces that look like they go together, they'll just put them together and then start building from there And because they want it to be challenging and they want that puzzle to be even more difficult than it is. that's great if that's what they wanna do, that just makes it impossible for me and I'm there to have fun and I'm there to finish the puzzle and accomplish that and I don't want it sitting on my table for weeks on end and so we, we need to get this thing done and, and so we, we work the method with every puzzle that we're putting together and we look at the box a lot. Now, back to your question at the beginning here, Backing up to your vision that seems unreachable, that seems too big and overwhelming, your vision for your life is to lead people closer to Jesus. That's the picture on the box. That's the vision that you're aiming for, that your life would lead people closer to Jesus. We see that on display throughout the New Testament. We see that church in Jerusalem that like grew by thousands of people really fast. And what we see there is that it was just a group of people that had been around Jesus and they started acting like Jesus and they let their light shine into the community of Jerusalem and this community of faith started impacting the community around them and the people who lived in Jerusalem were seeing that and they wanted to participate in what they were seeing. And we see that in the church, not just in Jerusalem, though. If you read a little further into the book of Acts, you get to chapter 8 in the book of Acts, and, and there are some folks in Jerusalem that didn't want the church there, so they kicked them out. And they scattered and persecuted them, sent them in all kinds of different directions, but none of the people in the church gave up on the fact that they were the light of the world. And so wherever they went, they still showed people, still told people about the example of Jesus with the life that they they led and what we see is little churches that started popping up in all kinds of different places even beyond Jerusalem and so the the inspiration to complete the picture that is there has proven to be something that didn't just happen once in history and it wasn't just like a, a season of history or a moment in history it's something that has continued on and on and on all the way up till today but still that picture To lead people closer to Jesus that seems overwhelming. To achieve the picture, you have to work a method. And the vision gets worked through the mission that we're on. Now, our our vision here at FCC is to lead people closer to Jesus. And we have a mission that goes along with that. Our mission as a church... Is to love God, love people And serve others But that's not just our corporate Mission, that's not just our Organizational mission It is also your mission To love God, love people And serve others That's how you make the picture become a reality. That's how you lead people closer to Jesus, is you love God, love people, and serve others. And in a way, that first part that is really explained to us, and I'll show you where, to to love God, that love God portion is kind of that border that you build. It's the the perimeter of the the picture that you're putting together. And that seems a little counterintuitive because the vision, the picture on the box, is that, that we're supposed to lead people Closer to Jesus. And so we immediately jump to people and how do we meet more people and how do we connect with more people when I think there's something else that comes first. Jesus was once asked what was most important. There were actually some people that were trying to trick Jesus. They were trying to to stump Jesus and trip Jesus up and trying to ask him a question, make him say something that was the wrong thing. It was actually a gang of people that were kind of ganging up on Jesus. They came from a lot of different groups. And one group had come after Jesus already and they had tried to to stump Jesus and it didn't work. And that's kind of where we pick things up in Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 34. We see that there's one group that already failed and so another group decides that they're going to take a run at him. And here's what we read in that passage. It says, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, that's one group he'd already kind of Proven wrong, the Pharisees got together. One of them, who was an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Everything about the law, as he's speaking to an expert in the law, hangs on these two commandments. And so when it comes to this idea of leading people closer to Jesus and trying to figure out how do you do that, it starts with what Jesus says is most important. It starts with being intentional. It starts with maybe waking up a drive inside of us to love God first and foremost. Now, how do you you love God? What does that look like? Well, most of us would agree that if you love someone and you're in love with someone, the way that you love them is you spend time with them. Now, you can love something about someone or you can love what somebody has done or you can love a trait that somebody has You can do that from afar But to, to really be in love with someone Means that you're going to spend time with them that's, that's how you get to know them more and more That's how you fall deeper and deeper In love with them And the same thing is true with God That we spend time with him There's there's sometimes that We get into a rut where we we Know that we're supposed to love God That, that God is, is someone that we love But we just kind of love him from afar because we don't really spend any time with him and that that love for him doesn't grow any deeper within us so spending time with him matters spending time with god in prayer spending time with god in reading his words spending time with god listening to him spending time in quiet times with him in solitude with him spending time in worship with him in in singing to him in writing out our words to him in fasting. And I'm not giving you that list as, here's a checkbox of all the things that you've got to start listing off in your year. You've got to do all these things for you to really love God. It's just that God has given us all kinds of different ways to spend with him. So what I want you to imagine is how are you, or how should you, or how can you Spend time with God this year Because there's all kinds of opportunities laid out in front of you And loving God is spending time with God And loving God is kind of the border It's the perimeter of the picture of the vision that, we are all having af- that we're all chasing after A- And you have the time to spend with God This is not extra time in your schedule This is not you having to kind of rearrange things You have the time. You just have to be intentional about the time and not all of us love to do that. It may be actually being intentional about a time that you're gonna spend with God early in the morning before the day gets going. Or maybe it's time that you're gonna spend with God as you take a break in your day at lunch or in the afternoon. Or or maybe it's a time that you're gonna end your your day with God and, and spend some time with him in the evening It may be that you're going to take time and spend time with God during your drive time, whether that's from home to work or maybe work has you going all over the place. You have drive time that you spend in all kinds of different ways, but you may not be spending it with God. Maybe it's about spending your drive time listening to God's word or or, or listening to, to Scripture being read to you or listening to worship music instead of listening to the podcast or talk radio or sports radio that you're listening to, that quite honestly most of us are listening to just to get from point A to point B and make point A to point B seem shorter, maybe that's time that we should be spending with God. Maybe it's just turning everything off in the car and actually having a quiet time with God with no sounds at all. Maybe it's about getting a journal and a place in your house where you can just sit and you can listen. Or you can write. Maybe it's taking a walk. Maybe you've already kind of decided that you're going to take a walk as part of your exercise regimen for the year, and maybe you're going to take your walk, and that's also going to be time that you spend with God, just listening to him or talking to him, listening to what he has to say for your life, which means that you're not listening to anything else. Maybe it's about memorizing Scripture this year. Maybe you haven't thought of that, but... It could be that you're going to memorize some scripture passages that that you've heard about and you know that you're supposed to know, but you don't know, but you want to write a bunch of them down, you're going to memorize those this year. Maybe you're just going to start at the beginning of one of the books of the Bible and you're going to memorize one verse every day or you're going to memorize a paragraph every week or whatever the case is and you're just going to give that a shot and see what it's like to memorize the Word of God and have it in your head. And, And you're not doing that because it's a trick that you want to pull out at parties. I'm not sure what parties you're going to where that's like the thing people want you to do is quote some scripture, but whatever the case, that's not the point. You're doing it just to spend time with God, because that's how we love God. You can do that. And the effort to love God is intricately connected to your ability to lead people closer. To him. But see, what Jesus said was that love God is high priority, okay? It is important. And then he went on and said, and just as important, just as high a priority, just as critical is to love people. The way Jesus put it was to love your neighbor as yourself. So the, the perimeter of the vision. The border of the vision starts to to come into play as you love God, as you spend time with God, however it is that you do that best. And right alongside of it is your effort to love people. And the vision of the picture starts to to come into view. You start to see some of the big pieces fit together uh, the more frequently and, and naturally you're involved in all of this together. When you spend time with Jesus, when you spend time with God, you start to act like Jesus acts. The reason that that, that church in Jerusalem kind of exploded and, and blossomed in, in so many ways and so quickly, is because it was full of people who had spent time with Jesus. And, and they cared and they paid attention to each other and to other people like Jesus did. And the way that he cared about them. They, they mimicked that. In how they cared and how they loved people. Jesus cares about the, the really big things and, and little things in life. Jesus cares about the macro stuff and the micro stuff that's going on with you. And the more you spend time with him, in his word, in the Bible, in prayer, worship music, whatever the case is, however it is that you spend time with him, the more you will sense that he doesn't just care for us, but he he cares specifically for you. And when you understand that he cares specifically for you, it'll connect with how you care and how you love people. So you have friends and, and you have classmates and you have coworkers and you have family members and, and, and you have neighbors who are all part of this group that Jesus is talking about. They're all part of this group that, that Jesus calls our neighbors when he says, love your neighbor as yourself. The, the, the people that we're called to love are, are the people that you already know. They're people that you're already spending time with. These are the people that you shoot the breeze with. These are the people that you go and eat with. These are the people that you go to movies with. These are the people that you watch the game with. These are people that you're already spending time with. And they are the people that you've been called to love. And so the love for these people, it's not new time in your schedule. It's not you carving out more time in your schedule. It's about being intentional about the time that you spend with the people that you already know. And maybe the awakening that needs to happen for you this year that's, that's different than past years is that you're gonna spend your time with the neighbors who are in your life And you're going to spend more time listening and more time asking and more time caring about what's going on in their life than what's going on in yours. To love friends and neighbors is to check in on them. And it's to pray for them. It's to pray with them. It's to, to take a meal to them in times of need. It's it's to be so involved and actually listening to their life and noticing what's going on that you hear a need that they have or you hear a want that they have and you just order whatever it is and it shows up on their front step. Or, or it could be as simple as simply asking them how things are going with their family or how things are going with their parents. Or actually asking them mentally, emotionally, physically, how, how are they doing? And, and you may hear that and think, well, I, that's really awkward. That's not the kind of relationship I really have with people. I think it becomes a little less awkward when it's in conjunction with spending time with God. See, Jesus said they go together. Jesus said you love God, you spend real and intentional time with God, however it is that you do that. And then you love people, people that you're already spending time with, but you intentionally care and pray and provide and love them. That might be an awakening that needs to happen for you in 2023. that that would be what would mark your life this year. So the, the perimeter of the picture, of the vision, the border... Starts to to come together as you spend time with God. And then the really obvious pictures and and focal points in the puzzle are the the people who are already in your life. That you're already spending time with. Getting back to that idea of the puzzle. The more time consuming part of a puzzle. And the part that's a little harder to do. And and takes a little more thought. And sometimes it's a little more difficult. Is... Those connecting pieces that you're not sure exactly how they fit, but they connect the big pictures that you've already put together and the big focal points in with that that border. And it takes time. And similarly, this last portion of your mission may actually impact your schedule. may require you to, to approach your year a little differently than you'd planned. Because the love God portion is just spending time with God, and and you have the time to do that. You just have to be intentional about it. And and the love people portion is taking the time that you're already spending with the people who are in your life and just being intentional about that. But then there's serve others. And this time and this energy is spent in, in a little bit of a different direction. But the more time that you spend with Jesus, the more you sense that even this serving others thing and even this direction of things is connected to who Jesus is. See, what, what the people that spent time with Jesus while he was on earth recognized during the three years of ministry that Jesus did and as they watched him, what they saw is that Jesus spent time and he cared deeply about the people that he knew really well. We read about that all over scripture. But there was also enough time and also enough energy to give to those that he didn't know very well just so they could experience his love. He helped the crippled, he helped the blind, he helped the sick. He helped the people who were lonely and the people who were trapped in some really bad relationships. He helped people who had repeatedly made bad decisions and bad choices. And what the people around Jesus saw, as they watched him for three years, is that Jesus had the capacity still to serve others beyond those that he knew really well. And after they'd been watching him for three years, he told this story in Matthew 25, he said, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. And all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, the least of these brothers and sisters of mine that you don't know very well. You did for me. Serve others. Now that might be serving inside these walls. It might be serving others in the ministries that go on here at First Christian Church on Sunday mornings or or in different parts of the week. Uh, That might include you working in in kid town with our kids, or it might include serving with our students in in our student ministry in Elevate. It it might be um, being someone who opens doors and and welcomes people who are walking into church for the first time. You know the folks that kind of have that deer in the headlights look in their eyes as they're walking in, and they're not really sure exactly where to go or what to do because it's a brand new experience for them, and you remember what that feels like. And so maybe you're going to be part of our guest service team. Or maybe it's about providing a great worship experience for people. Again, people that you don't know everyone who's here, but you're going to be part of the tech ministry to help with that. Or you're going to join the worship team and be a part of it that way. Maybe it's about helping out with the facilities and grounds around here and just making sure this is a great place for people to come to. Because again, you're providing an experience for people that you don't really know. So that they can be brought closer to Jesus. But maybe it's about choosing to serve others outside of these walls. We have regular opportunities. You heard a whole list of them earlier on in our service. We have opportunities all the time for you to serve people in our community. Opportunities like Feeding America where you can go and uh, prep boxes and deliver boxes to people who are in need. Or, or, or kind of our new connection with Room at the Inn where There's a location, there's a shelter, but but there's volunteers who are needed to be there for our homeless population here in our county. Or there's opportunities to help with our children in in our community and help meet their needs and and help provide for them and and, and help be mentor for them and, and help them with with, uh, with, with schoolwork and be kind of a tutor with that. All those things are needed, and it's some things we hear about a lot at Christmas time, but those opportunities are available all year long. Now you may want to take that step inside these walls or outside these walls, and honestly, it's really simple. It's as simple as a button on your phone. Okay, I, w- I want to just highlight this for you. If you have the FCC app, uh, on your phone you can pull your phone out and go to it right now if you don't have the app on your phone it, Just go to whatever uh, app service you have and type in FCC Elizabethtown It's the app that'll show up you can download it when you down- pull that up on your phone right now You're gonna find a whole bunch of buttons that are there and, and a few buttons down You'll see a bunch of hands that are raised in the air and it says serve and if you just click on that serve button Okay, and I'm not tricking you If you hit that button you're not joining anything okay so if you hit that serve button all you would have to do is put your name and your email address in there and click whatever area you want to serve i mean there is a whole host of things that are available to you and you click as many of them as you want and as you click those we have folks who lead those ministries who are going to reach out to you and say hey you showed some interest in this is this something you want to get involved in is this something that you want to start with let me help you get started in that this year the puzzle pieces are all there and you can begin to kind of put them together there is a method that works and it works best and jesus told us about it and once again it's the method where we are following his example intentional time and energy spent with god that helps us better spend intentional time with the people that we're already spending time with so that we then commit to time to serve people that you might not know as well so that they can experience God's love. Love God. Love people. Serve others. If you work the method, if you will work the mission this year, to make this what your life looks like, then your life will lead people closer to Jesus. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your forgiveness and your sacrifice. But God, we thank you for the example that you have given to us through Jesus. We thank you that he um, has provided for us through word and action a method that allows us to do more and and be more of who you want us to be. Not that we're trying to work our way or or, or solve our um, entrance into heaven only you can do that for us but you have put this expectation on our life to lead people closer to you by the way that we live god help us find ways to spend more time with you and grow in love with you so that we might spend intentional time with the people that we're already spending time with and find time to serve those that we don't know as well, so they can experience your love. God, help us to be who you long for us to be, not just as a a gathering, not just as a church, but as individuals who follow you. May this be our vision and our mission for this year. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm gonna ask that you'd stand with me this morning. And we, we've spent a lot of time over these last couple of weeks talking specifically to people who are already followers of Jesus, but that can be you too. See that the, the, the sacrifice that was made and the forgiveness it's offered, the grace that's extended, extended for everyone, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what your past is, no matter what your present is, his grace and love and forgiveness was meant for you. And today can be a day that you say yes to Jesus, that you're baptized in his name and that you are part of his family and all of the promises we've talked about can be meant for your life as well. Maybe that's a decision that you need to make today. Or maybe you've already made that decision and and you wanna be a part of a gathering, part of a community, part of a church like this one and we'd love to have you with us. So if you have one of those decisions to make today, we invite you to walk right down these aisles as we sing here in just a moment. We have folks who will be here to talk with you and pray with you, answer questions for you. For the rest of us, we have opportunity one more time to spend time with our God together and worship him and praise him. May we lift our voices right now.